Never Ending Glory podcast. Luke really here hosting. I'm here with old Feek. Oh, he's Good back buzzman. in the building. It's been a while. I've been out partying for Baker Mayfield number one. You know what that is. Oh, I'll tell you what. The plus 6,600 Monday Night Man is still living off that. He's at a Tecmo Super Bowl. He's at the Tecmo <laughs> Super Bowl for some Ohio or some Northeast region or Midwest region tournament. I don't he know. just won the I RBI baseball championship. Which I was surprised. We're watching him on the live feed. Uh, shout out to Retro Gamers. You know, uh, we're trying to get them to set up a nice Tecmo Bowl um, tournament for us on the league draft. We can come up in about two weeks here. That'll be fantastic. But uh, yeah, Mark's the Monday Night Man's in the middle of a of a tournament right now. We wish him the best. But uh, Sean, I'm playing the intro to DMX. It's, it is dark and hell is hot. Just because I don't know what it is about that song, other than. You know, it makes you want to run through a wall. But when when I was thinking about when I was texting you all day today, talking about getting ready for this podcast and ready for our third season of covering fantasy football and the NFL in general, I just got jacked up thinking about that and the build up to that song. And you know, when DMX goes into the, I don't give, I don't, I don't give, a, I, I don't give a fuck. You know, he, he just he gets so jacked up, and I was just thinking about that in fantasy football all day. And yes, I'm a loser in that regard, and I don't, I don't give a shit. But uh, it's fantastic to talk to you again, Sean. It's been far too long. Yeah, wonderful. And you just talked about a song that I'm not familiar with. So uh, You're, whoa, I just whoa, whoa, know whoa. the Deadpool theme. That's all I care about. What? We can bounce on. I mean, that I, I'm into like five DMX songs, hardcore. But then after that, it's kind of like the Mace 24 Hours to Live. I think he was on that. He, he did a verse on that. So I like that. He was. That's actually uh, you know, fun fact. Back when I was a little hood rat from New Hampshire, I uh, big DMX fan. He actually was supposed to sign to Bad Boy Records. Fun fact. But he didn't. Uh, he ended up going with Rough Riders. So um, I guess we'll, we'll talk. I'll, I can talk to Farky about about DMX a little bit more. Yeah, you can probably go into that because you know my okay. comment back would be this is riveting. <laughs> All right, well, let's dive into fantasy football. It's the 2018 season kicking off. Uh, players reported to training camp today. We've only had one injury so far. Jason Verrett, cornerback for the San Diego Chargers. That won't impact fantasy too too much, though. I do think the Chargers could be a nice sleeper uh, for defenses later on. But uh, we got a lot going on this year. Um, you know, we have a commitment to uh, getting our listeners, our fan base, uh, the people who love us, the people who hate us, consistent content this season. We slipped a little bit last year. We got a little lazy. Life got in the way. Uh, but this year, that, that ain't happening. No, no, no. Uh, I, I guarantee, folks, every week you will get a fantasy football podcast, whether it's from one of us, two of us, or three of us. That's the Never Ending Glory podcast, guaranteed. You're also going to get consistent articles over at Never Ending Glory or NEGpodcast.com. Uh, check out that blog. I released a few articles. Uh, John Wick Chapter 2 really liked my early fantasy football thoughts. He's on big fan. Uh, big fan. One of our biggest fans. Um, and so we'll have weekly articles going on there. Uh, you know, obviously life gets in the way, but that's not going to happen this year. Commitment to to quality here at the Neverending Glory Podcast. We always but, love the tr- Twitter trolls. We got a, a few new ones already this year. We even got a few fans. I know, uh, you know, the Monday Night Man linked up with uh, Austin Corbett's uh, Corbett's mom uh, on Twitter already. He was at Browns camp. He'll be back there Monday posting some more content. Uh, if you compare that to the Browns beat writers, I think it speaks for itself. So he'll have a, a little clean take pod coming here shortly in in the next couple days but also follow him on twitter and uh so our Haley from buckeye vodka was always hooking us up you know obviously they're they're a a big favorite she has moved to texas so wish her luck there that said we got a big ass void looking for that sponsor (laughs) money 
you got t-shirts, you get promos. We're going worldwide with this. Like we were in Bend, Oregon. We're in Florida. We're we're anywhere and everywhere. We're in Fairfield, Ohio, uh, Seattle, Washington, Manchester, New Hampshire, New Hampshire, anywhere and everywhere. Wherever the hell uh, Reggie's at, all these Reggie. Cats. And then you yeah, know we, Nick Nick Shill Ween cleaning some yeah. toilet somewhere. <laughs> Forget about him. Right before actually, the college pod. We actually do have a, uh, a sponsorship this year, uh, Thrive Fantasy. Not Thrive Plus, the alcohol uh, hangover reducer, but Thrive Fantasy, which is a brand-new app. Uh, and we'll send out the promo codes where if you sign up using our link, you'll get an extra $10 towards your bankroll. Essentially what Thrive Fantasy does, it's really cool. They combine fantasy with gambling. Instead of the daily fantasy like uh, you know uh, DraftKings where you, you play Tom Brady at 6800 bucks and you get points based on what he does on the field, you're actually gambling. And so uh, you can take get 10 points if uh, you take plus two and a half touchdowns or uh, the, the line of two and a half touchdowns and you take the over versus the under. If you take the under, where the odds are, are worse for you, then maybe you get 12 points. So really cool uh, app. Check out Thrive Fantasy. And uh, like I said, we will definitely be sending out uh, all the info on how to to get some free cash using that. Um, and, uh, you know, obviously Twitter at Glory Podcast. Find us on Facebook, Never Ending Glory Podcast. And like I said, the blog, negpodcast.com. Send us emails, negpodcast at gmail.com. And please, please, please. Please do us a favor and subscribe to us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Give us that just five us, stars. Just give that, us five we, stars. All right, we got the minute and a half. We got the 90 seconds out of the way. Let's get into this shit. Okay. Let's get going. Let's go. So first thing we want to talk about, Sean, I think, is some of the stories going on, going on around NFL training camps that are going to impact your fantasy football teams in 2018 and possibly 2019. But we're going to focus on 2018 here. Uh, the The... The Los Angeles Rams just spent a ton of money on two players, and they have a third guy that's just waiting around for, for a few bucks. Brandon Cooks just signed a huge contract, and so did Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley got $15 million a year, which we all know him, Todd Gurley, honk. So I'm happy with the contract. I do think it's a little bit ridiculous, but I think he's an all-pro. I think he's a generational player. However, not sold on Brandon Cooks' contract. Six years, $80 million, I believe it was. What are the Rams doing by signing these two guys and letting Aaron Donald sit there and stew and get pissed off? I don't understand the Brandon Cooks. I don't like the Todd Gurley, but they probably had no choice. L.A. needs stars. They just kind of have to push that narrative. Cooks doesn't make sense to me um, at all. I actually am not sure for offensively that, that uh, Cooper Cup and um, – Oh, Robert, Woods. Robert Woods aren't kind of better fits within that system. Um, that said, the the big albatross hanging out there, Aaron Donald, got to get him paid. You have to think they are going to get him paid. Otherwise, why the hell did they? Would you even pay Cooks and Gurley? I, Fifteen million when if he blows a knee out, like happened to Adrian Peterson basically twice over a right. nine ten year career. Um, you can replace him with one or two guys, not fully, but you're going to pay golf here in three years or two, I guess maybe even two, two and a half, not knowing how the money timing sequences itself. you got to pay Donald now. You actually should have paid him last year right. and then worried about three, four years from now, him kind of doing the Julio thing here in year two of the five-year contract. But mm-hmm. you got to think it's going to get done. I'm not that worked up about really any of these contracts, to be honest. Um, we'll get to the situation that I'm all worked up on, and and it's more uh, it it's the orange and brown uniform, and it's one that can't get off the sticky icky. 
<laughs> oh we uh yeah real and to, to close out the rams real quick here you know i think with with brandon cooks you give uh a stud wide receiver a a, a a number one guy like Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, DeAndre Hopkins, you give them the $16 million a year, $15 million a year. I don't think Brandon Cooks is that guy. And I, seeing him play in New England last year for 19 games, he disappeared so much at times. And when you have Tom Brady throwing you the ball and you disappear, there's something wrong with that scenario. If, if you put Julio Jones in the Patriots system, he's going to have 100-plus catches, 1,600 yards, and 10 touchdowns. And Brandon Cooks... Six times last year, failed to have three or more catches. So uh, I don't see that there. Um, and what they did, what the Rams did do that was smart was they gave Gurley a contract. Now he's 23 this year, turns 24. By the time he's done with this deal, he's probably going to be 28, 29. So at least they're not paying him uh, to be a 30-plus-year-old running back, which takes us into our next segment the Pittsburgh Steelers and Le'Veon Bell's contract situation. He reportedly turned down a five-year, $70 million deal. He's going to be playing on the uh, franchise tag this year for $14-plus million. The only problem with Le'Veon Bell in comparison to Todd Gurley is Bell's 27 this year has double the amount of touches as Gurley does. Is, Le- is Bell an idiot for turning down that contract without knowing the guaranteed money and when he's going to get it? But is he an idiot knowing that he'll be 27, 28 next year, Going into the free agent market, is any team going to throw a contract at him? Will he be getting paid until he's 32, 33? The simple answer is yes. Um, mm-hmm. But pride, ego, a lot of things kicking in. Right. He's do- trying to do the Kirk Cousins, but he's a running back. And that's a huge-ass difference. But, you know, to someone in these professional athletes, pride and ego kick in. And they think they're going to play forever. And you can end up like Adrian Peterson. You can't find a team, and you know you might not actually. You could still be serviceable, and you can't find a team. So you're you're preying on someone to get to get hurt. Um, we saw we saw that with uh, Demarco Murray. I feel like he was serviceable last year, but he, no, no, Demarco Murray he sucked last year. I had him. He was horrible. <laughs> like, the, 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 I'll tell you what happened to Demarco Murray. The 400 carries caught up to him real oh, damn quick, yep. and all it took yep. was one off season. So if right. you have concerns about Le'Veon Bell. That would be the thing to watch is Dynasty. I'm not sure that I would uh, – if he plays the full season, I think you got to dump him in Dynasty after this season. I think even if he signs a long-term deal, I think you got to get out from under that while you can. If, mm-hmm. you, if you've if got the one and done or, you know, where you're just kind of running it back, you, you have to take him top three. You just have to. But, man, that's a hell of a lot of wear and tear and historically – Things do not always look good in in that scenario. Yeah, I, I think we can liken him kind of to Lashawn McCoy, uh, which he's he's got an interesting offseason on his hands. But uh, with with Shady, he was a perennial three hundred plus touch guy for years, and he still has held up for the past couple of years in Buffalo. I think we're about to see the wheels fall off of them real quick here. But to your point, I probably wouldn't dump. Bell after this year unless you're petrified of where he's going to go in free agency. Uh, I still think if he goes to a system that works well for him, which if he's this elite guy, then any system should work well for him. Yeah, but, but I don't think – I think he is, but I, it's all fit. And certain systems right. will work yep. and certain ones won't. I I just – I don't see it. i got to be honest. I mean, so we'll, you we'll can, talk that when it happens, but right, I, but I'd you be can mitigate really risk. The wear and tear, I just don't like it. 
Sure, but you can mitigate risk. What I'm saying is I think he'll be successful and be a, an elite player for at least this year, maybe next year, depending on the situation, which I agree with you on. Uh, and then maybe after next year is when I probably consider dumping him and just selling him high while you still can because he'll be 28, 29 the next two years. And at that point, you know, we start to see running backs really fall off the table here. So, um, But it is interesting. Again, you, you were perfect in your, in your thoughts there, Sean, that pride got in the way. Uh, you know, the, the negotiations have been contentious with the Steelers. And I think that's, that's a big reason why he's probably played his last season um, when this is all said and done with Pittsburgh. My takes but are perfect. You're right. They're fantastic. Let's you know, get we, into the next this. ones. Miss this in my life. So let me hear you hear about this take. Uh, this is not necessarily a contract situation. It's more of a suspension situation. But what is what is situation? It's situation. Situation, yeah, situation like Whitlock is, with mature, is when you're. Immature. It's, it's when you're. Um, you know, I, I hope you don't have any issues with it, with this. But it's it's when you're talking about a uh, elite. A high-class team, and I'm talking about the New England Patriots and Julian Edelman uh, being suspended for four games from the dictator Roger Goodell for a substance that could not even be named, or physicists had no idea what they were looking at. Luke, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. Here's the thing: you guys are still the best team in the AFC. Sure. No one cares about the regular season with the New England Patriots. You're still right. playing the AFC East, correct? Like that's we do. that's still a we thing, do. yeah. You guys are complaining. You, like you can you can draw this all up. It don't matter. Your problem and what you guys should be focused on is come playoff time. That back four is a problem. Is a we got, problem. We got the McCordy bros. Uh, yeah, yeah, the bros. <laughs> None of them well, will be healthy because no, they're going to get I, all this wear and tear. If yeah. I'm playing the Patriots this year in the regular season, I'm going up and down and up and down on them. Of course. I'm trying to get injuries in the front seven. If I get those injuries, you guys are and a sieve, and then it and becomes up and down, and you know you're going to have to outscore everybody. And I'll be honest, that ain't going to work. So, and that's and that's perfect to to, to segue into our conversation about Julian Edelman's uh, his suspension because in those first four games, you're going to need the offense. So. Well, no, I'm no, excited. What I'm saying is, no one cares about the regular season with the Patriots. No, I know, I know. But but when we're talking fantasy football, which we are, then you do care about it. And with the first four games with Julian Elliman out, you see guys like Chris Hogan, Jordan Matthews, maybe. Obviously, Gronk is still going to be fantastic. Uh, those guys are going to step up. Braxton I'll say this: Gronk, Gronk looks great. Like Gronk he looks does. like he he doesn't have any. Like he just he didn't have any of that weight that he kind of came into camp last year and moving slow. Like he looked, he looked sharp. He's on the TB12 diet. I don't care about that crap. <laughs> but but what I'm saying, I think guys like you know Jordan Matthews, who we'll talk about a little bit later on, and Chris Hogan have a really good shot at offering early season fantasy value, and you could possibly draft both those guys a round or two earlier than you normally would because with Edelman out for those first four games, it's 40-plus targets that are going to go somebody's way. Jordan Matthews looks fantastic so far in camp, and um, you know, hopefully, uh, for my sake, that, that, that offense continues to click. But uh, another offense that really struggled last year because pretty much everybody got hurt, and then uh, our boy Ben McAdoo decided to fart down or shit down his leg and uh, bench Eli Manning for the indomitable Geno Smith. The Giants are not a cluster F so much this year. They got a new line, but they still have Odell Con- Odell Beckham's contract weighing over their head. How do you think that that all plays out, Sean? I uh, 
I think the Giants are going to get roped into paying him, and I think it's against every one of their core principles. I don't know if you can trust Odell at all. It's just always some shit going on, and he's got to be in an atmosphere and surrounded by, you know, kind of people that are in like work mode with him. I actually think the best thing that's happened to Odell maybe the last month is he's with all the Browns players training, particularly <laughs> Jarvis. Baker, like all these guys that are just straight workers, he doesn't have that rapport within the Giants. And maybe Barkley can kind of bring that out of him. Um, from what I've read, that he's been as advertised, but he's also had kind of some gaffes, um, you know, kind of playbook-wise and, 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 you know, blitz pickup and whatnot. But I don't know. If it were me, I probably would have moved him last year, to be honest with you. Yeah. He seems like a headache that it's tough to deal with. But... I'd have drafted a quarterback, too. Or, well, right, right, right. That team's a cl- oh, that team sucks. I love it. Um, situation near and dear to your heart, Josh Gordon. What's going on with him? So allegedly, allegedly. Well, actually, not allegedly. No one's alleging it, even though everybody that he's <laughs> kind of knows some things about some things. They're dancing will around, whisper it. you on the side. Uh, yep. Josh Gordon failed piss test six weeks ago, allegedly. Allegedly. Um, and got out in front of it, and before they even ran it through, or he knew he did it, so whether he pissed in the cup or not. Um, and it's just it's going to go through a whole legal thing. I'll put it this way. It came out today, and we retweeted it, um, that he has to file for reinstatement just to come back to the team. Right. That would not indicate to me somebody that was taking a voluntary leave would have to go through any level of, of approval to come back to do what they had already been approved to do. So put two and two together. Dez is in town. He's popping off on Sean Lee, Jerry Jones, Stephen Jones, all (laughs) them cats. If he's popping off, maybe he's already got got the contract signed, baby. And if he did, then I'm not a fan of that move, to be honest, especially when they worked out Pac-Man Jones today and he told a Browns beat writer to get the strap with a hashtag, (laughs) another thing we retweeted. So Browns camp's getting a little bit dicey. I know Farky's faves loves it. He's always been this, this kind of pro, you know, push the fringes of of kind of thug behavior. Uh, I can't hate on that because I – I've been that way too. I mean, when my Knowles were their best, they always kind of towed that line. Not the Miami line, which got crossed habitually, but uh, they towed it. The Browns look like they're Dorsey doesn't have a problem with with adding characters, but um, you know, ultimately it's going to come down to proof of the pudding. I don't think Josh Gordon plays a game this season for the Browns. Hot take. He gone. I don't think he plays ever again. I mean, last strike and he's out. And uh, here's what I would say: I think he plays in like three years for the Raiders or something in yeah. Vegas. <laughs> that that'd be a great place for him, Vegas. I just you know it, it's too bad for this guy because he he does. It, it's too bad in the sense that the rule is an absolute joke that you you can't smoke weed but you can pop as many painkillers as you want. Um, I don't. I agree with all that, but the rule is the rule. The rules, right? Right. The rules are rule. He keeps on breaking. He's an addict or whatnot. But addicted to weed. Oh my god. (laughs) Uh, No, I I agree. Addicted to getting paid. No, he he is addicted to getting paid. You're absolutely right. Uh, Well, he's addicted to not getting paid because I'd have my shit together for a couple years and get paid. Right, that's what I meant. My apologies. I've had a few Labatt Blue Lights tonight, so I keep mis- misconstruing my words. And we're out of practice, too. It's been a few months since we had a podcast, so disregard that. Hey, man, but I'm anyways, sharp. I don't know about you. I'm proud of you. Um, 
Yeah, the whole Josh Gordon, it's just, it's weird because, you know, our only thought is nobody can really comment on it because it's a ongoing legal battle. That's what we're being told or something like that. So the Browns can't comment on it. Gordon's side can't comment on it. The NFL can't. They're being very om- ominous um, about what um, is really going on with with everything, and that is, I guess, frustrating from a, from a fan standpoint of view because if he failed the test, they should come out and they say he absolutely failed the test, and for, for some reason they're just not doing that. So with Josh Gordon, it's a, it's a tough situation. It's and, a shit uh, show. It, all it always out. is. It always is. So <laughs> I'm done with worrying about that. It's about optimism. If you've been following and we referenced it earlier, Browns camp started. Jarvis Landry looks fantastic. He's someone that looks like he got paid, and he's still out to prove. you got to love those types of guys. So if he stays healthy, look out. Corey Coleman, I'm starting to get a little decent pub, but maybe him you know, under the wing of Jarvis a little bit. Baker looked awesome, looked unbelievable. The only one bad throw he had, apparently, whether the beat writers want to admit it or not, was a horribly rounded out by a, a rookie wide receiver. Actually, the name may have been Ratliff, the A&M kid. Um that almost got picked off, but it was specifically on the receiver there. you got to drive into the corner and get outside. The Monday Night Man will hit that breakdown. He's going to be at Browns camp on Monday after he comes back from his uh, Tecmo Super Bowl RBI Baseball Midwest Tournament here in, in Fairfield, Ohio, for uh, the Midwest region of some sort. So multi-talented. He picks bets, and he can play <laughs> old-style video games. And God, can he talk, obnoxiously talk. So, um, Browns camp, we'll leave it up to him, let him cover it, but this is the place. This is the place, Luke Grilly, for all things Cleveland Browns, not those clowns on on the radio, the AM, the FM, all that nonsense. You get the real deal takes uh, at the NEG pod. You even get you even get moms of NFL players who like us. We getting that, yeah, that's right, that's right. Shout out, shout out. Maybe uh, a future podcast guest, Maybe. So maybe we're gonna put maybe that work it. in. We'll see. Um, Shout out to M- Melissa Corbett at follow at Bronco MRC. Shout out Melissa Corbett. She's got the house decked out with some Browns gear. She, she certainly does. certainly love uh, the man cave basement and all all the gear we got up down there. <laughs> um, heading into the football season coming up, still in Indians right now. That'll stay up hopefully for a while, uh, especially longer than the Red Sox. So Those let's Sox, pivot. Baby. Let's pivot. Jimmy G. Real quick, Luke, is this yep. really Jimmy G? Is he a little bit of a diva? Because this <laughs> might explain a little bit more than meets the eye from last year. Jimmy G's a freak, and you know that's a known fact. Um, no, well, you know what's interesting? I actually heard that that the whole porn star thing, going out to dinner with a porn star, um, ends up that it was a charity thing. So charity you know, thing. Come so on! Oh my if, god! If it is, it is. If it isn't, it isn't. If not, you know what? Jimmy G's just trying to get his. He did I, an article I, saying he was the, he was better than Brady. Like, I mean, no, no, that article, no. So that article just took clips. I mean, he just has. He's he, he was a, a typical com- competitor. He said to himself, "I think I'm better than Tom Brady. I want that chance to show that I'm better than." Brady. Okay, how That's about this? Any person is the say. book out on Jimmy G? this year or does he continue the success and i'm gonna ask that question and i'm gonna flip it around and pivot to the to another team the mm-hmm. same question for deshaun watson take both of them 30 seconds i'm gonna hold you to this like i'm gonna yeah. i'm gonna x button you 
Yeah. Uh, I'm. I am. Uh, I am jaded by Jimmy G. I'm a Jimmy G. Truther. I think that he will have a very good football season. I'm not sold on him as a fantasy football quarterback just yet. I just don't think there's enough weapons there. But I think that he's going to lead the 49ers to uh, a potential playoff berth. The NFC West is pretty soft this year. We saw him come in with limited reps, limited time with that offense, and he won six games with the 49ers last year. So I think with a full offseason, a few more weapons, Pierre Garçon coming back, um, Jared McKinnon might be a good player. You couldn't even get the Deshaun Watson because you were slurping Jimmy. I thought so I was much. getting. I thought I was getting thirty seconds no, you each. Get thirty for both. You got to keep okay. it clean. I didn't hot know that. Takes. I'll give a clean hot take about Desha- Deshaun Watson. Ready? Go. Deshaun Watson will have a good year this year, but he will not keep up the touchdown ratio to interception ratio that he had last year. He's going to be a solid fantasy football player. I'm not sold on him being the number one overall quarterback, like a bunch of fantasy football pundits are saying. There, how's that? That's riveting. That's a way to. That's a way to take a spot. You're um, welcome. E, e, so you're sup- the Super Bowl champion Eagles, deepest team in the league. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, it's it's tough to say you're wrong. I mean that defense is already pretty good, except for in the Super Bowl, and they, they get Hicks that. back. They bring back guys. The pass rush gets a little bit more. Michael Bennett. They got the Michael Bennett. Line. Uh, I think they're going to be. I think I don't think they're going to be. The NFC champions this year, I think that they're going to have a little bit of regression. Um, I think they're still going to go deep. I think they're going to win the NFC East. But I don't like them to come out of the NFC in the Super, for the Super Bowl this year. Uh, I, I, I don't necessarily disagree with that. Uh, to be honest, the Falcons should have beat them last year. And right. Minnesota shouldn't even have won. should have been the Falcons and, and Saints NFC champion. But it worked out the championship game. That's how it worked out. Best team in September doesn't mean shit, as New England knows all too well sometimes. And then other times <laughs> they're 2-2 two and two and they win the, win the title. So True. I will say this, though. As of right now, the Eagles have to be the number one in the power rankings as long as Carson Wentz is playing um, and starting out of the gate. And then we'll, we'll kind of play out the power rankings through the year. So we touched on Houston a little bit. Uh, maybe you got 10 seconds. Are they the sleeper second best team in the AFC? Who, Houston? That's what I just said. Okay. Um, I would say, yeah, because AFC sucks. Pittsburgh's hanging there. Everybody would say Pittsburgh and Jacksonville. I I got to sneak. I don't think that Watson is going to be as good, but that defense is going to get a hell of a lot better if exactly. Watson's back. So exactly. it'll be fascinating better. to watch that play out. I also think Blake Bortles could have a better year this year. So he, it's going to be could. very interesting. I don't like what they – they didn't go out and – I would have kept Allen Robinson, to be honest. Um, yep. I think they made a major mistake there. Luke, I know you're high on him, which I'm yep. sure you'll cover in future pods. Uh, and I actually have already touched on. Um, the most underrated team, I'm going to throw it out, the Dallas Cowboys. I think they're the most underrated team right now. I think that takes sucks. I, I do think Zeke has a, a huge year. I think DeMarco Murray 2014, 400-plus uh, touches. I just think the rest of the offense is not explosive whatsoever. Dak, he showed his, his lumps last year. The defense is better, but they have to stay healthy. They also have a bunch of suspension. They have a bunch of contract holdouts. Um, I think one of the more under-the-radar teams this year is going to be the Raiders. I do have faith that Gruden's going to turn that offense around. You didn't have Labatt Light. You, had, you, you smoked all that shit. Like, you're, you're, you got, you're on that East Coast stuff, aren't you? No, I, I, think, I think Gruden turns that offense around. If you remember correctly, oh. Carr was an MVP candidate two years ago. He took a huge step back last year. They got rid of Crabtree, who was a diva in that, in that locker room. They brought in Jordy Nelson. 
They brought in Martavis Bryant, who he has his issues as well, but I still think the Raiders in the AFC West have have a pretty good shot. I also think that the Broncos do, too, because I am a believer in Case Keenum. I think he's good enough to make that offense less than mediocre. I think they can Here's be— what uh, I will say. You caught a major break today. Jason Verrett blew yes. the Achilles. That's yes. that is where right. those two teams benefited from. I love sure. the Broncos' defense. I hate the Raiders' coach, and I don't like what they – they want to go back to the Stone Age. They've not evolved. I know Jerry Burst is going to be on my side there. He's Congrats. not pro-Gruden. Good, good luck with I that. I know. That, that's not exactly the best <laughs> corner to be on. I'll admit that. But, hey, he's producing this you know, tomorrow and True. putting it out. So I'll, I'll at least side with him here. I'll have plenty of time to, to ridicule that cat throughout the year. Speaking um, of Jerry Burris, it took two minutes for Brock Osweiler to throw an interception in practice. Today. Oh, the, well, I sent that, and I made or yesterday, sure, yesterday. Yeah, I yep. sent that to you yesterday, and I wanted that definitely to get out there. So it got um, out there. I'm sure he got the sun in his eyes or something else, maybe some <laughs> suntan lotion in, in his in his eyes. You know. <laughs> uh, so Des Bryant's in Cleveland. Apparently, he popped off on Twitter tonight. So we're taping this Friday evening. Uh, is he worthy of a conversation? Yes or no? No, I think he's done. He's it's not it's not the offense that sucked. It's not the quarterback that sucked. The fact is, Dez could not make separation last year. Here's what he's I will just, say: I do believe Dez played hurt, and I think he sacrificed a lot. I think that's why he's particularly jaded at Jerry, because but Jerry buried a lot of his stuff and enabled his behavior at the same yep. time. So yep. there, there's a lot of blame to go around there. I, chip on the shoulder, Des. Maybe I, I just I don't like him in that room. I don't like him with. I think Tyrod can handle him, and I think everything I read about Baker could. I just I, I don't I don't know if it, it, it it's just not worth it. It's kind of right. like To like I don't get you it. Want to go with that stuff when he's thirty five years old? It's it like it's tipping point. It makes no sense because they have such a young locker room in Cleveland, and you know you want Baker to to learn from uh, what we've read or what we've seen as a as a pretty good guy in Tyrod Taylor. And I just actually finished watching All or Nothing, um, the Amazon series about the Cowboys. It's pretty much hard knocks except for the whole season, not the preseason. And Des Bryant was a pain in the ass just constantly complaining you know getting into it with Dak getting into a Garrett getting into it with his wide receiver coach offensive coordinator the Browns don't need that they have enough to worry about with all the young players on the roster with everybody saying oh 0-16 you know it's the Cleveland Browns they're a joke all the outside noise you don't need the issue of Des Bryant your wide receivers are good enough as is and also the Browns they're, I think they will they will flirt with six wins, but they're not going to the Super Bowl this year. And if you want to be a team that's about to go to the Super Bowl, that's who signs Des Bryant. So here, here's what I'll give you a little take. I'm going to get in get this in now uh, while it's July 27th. If the Browns win more than eight games, Miles Garrett's going to be defensive MVP of the league. Right. Yeah. I mean that that that's going to like that has a legit chance of happening because he looks. Like I mean, he's always been a beast. He this is this is a pop year. I mean, he's about to pop that. So right. watch out on that. So all right, I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna pivot this. I'm taking over. We're doing rapid fire. I haven't looked into fantasy that much, so I want some fantasy takes overall team takes with this, Luke. So you ready? I've only done about a hundred mocks so far. Yeah, that's what I figured. You're, and meanwhile, you're picking like 13th, so it doesn't even friggin' matter. 11th. 11th. Yeah, well, it, it, it don't matter. That's probably where we're going to finish, too, you punk ass. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, okay, top four picks. 
Who are your top four picks in top redraft four. PPR league? I'm probably going running back all four picks. I just think that this year – Who I are they? Start, there are Gurley or Zeke. I would have any argument for Zeke to go number one. And then Bell and then David Johnson. But I do have a concern with David Johnson. New offense, defensive-minded coach – Rookie run, rookie quarterback, or Sam Bradford under center. I'm not sure. You know, he says he wants a thousand and a thousand. I'm not sure he's going to get the opportunity for that on the in the passing game. Well, if they suck, like I suspect they will, he's definitely going to get a chance. And that sure. division all of a sudden went a little dooky. Mm-hmm. And when now all of a sudden Rams are the only team that really frighten you. And right. it used to be that like when you were David Johnson, you were playing three of them that were monster defenses. Right. You don't got that yep. anymore. So one thing to watch there. Uh, I, I, I'm not as high on Zeke because I actually think the Cowboys are going to throw the ball a lot more this year. Than, to who? Than people Alan Hearns? I just – I think Cole it's a spread it around situation. I, I think this, Austin? You know what it reminds me of? They don't have I a think tight it end. reminds me of that team that you have. And I think the best thing that happened is Witten's not there anymore because right. I don't think – like I think there's too much of a safety blanket there. And yeah. I think it forces things. Just a hunch. We'll see. Um, but, okay, let's get into it. Thalen, Stefan Diggs, who you want? I take Adam Thielen. I don't get why How much are... draft difference is there? Personally, I'm taking Thielen uh, end of the, uh, beginning of the third. Uh, I would probably take Diggs end of the third, beginning of the fourth. So it depends on the league number, but you're probably saying – Low twenties on, or no, um, late twenties on Thalen. Right, mid thirties yep. digs. Yeah, and I think the reason why is people don't appreciate the consistency of Adam Thielen. Last year, I forget what the exact number is, but there's something like fifteen games, fourteen games. He had at least five receptions, which is perfect for PPR leagues. You draft him as your wide receiver two. You're going to get wide receiver two production every single week, at least, and then. Five, six, seven weeks you can get wide receiver one production. So I think that while yeah, you know he he played really well with Keenum. I see absolutely no reason why he doesn't play well with um, with Kirk Cousins next year. Shady is he on your board or not? And if he is, not, how late? LaShawn McCoy is one of those guys where I'm just when somebody else takes him, I just I get so happy because I'm not even thinking about taking him. This could be an Adrian Peterson situation again where he's on the commissioner's exempt list all season long and he doesn't play it down for you and you waste a top three pick on him. It's odd how that just all of a sudden got quiet though. Because he hired he hired OJ's lawyer. That's why. <laughs> so Which lawyer did he hire? Uh he did. No, I think I think I think uh, oh his other lawyer that he got locked yeah. up with, not Kardash not Kardashian because no he dead, dead too. Chappelle, he got he got a really good he got a good lawyer. Maybe he it's not didn't OJ's get OJ's lawyer. lawyer. That happened got, twenty years ago. That dude, he got those guys so, are like eighty. Hold on, let's show did, he, oh, did he get the lawyer, lawyer from the staircase? He might. have. <laughs> uh, he he got a good lawyer. I, I don't know who his lawyer was. Uh, has high has history of high profile. Yeah, you better sharpen uh, your takes up. If you're gonna bring out lawyer shit, you got to know the lawyer's name <laughs> and the cases that he's won. He pro- prominent Atlanta-based attorney Don Samuel. Don't know. Don't care. We're done oh, with him. Oh, he he's part of the team defended. Our good friend, Baltimore Ravens linebacker Ray Lewis, against a double homicide. Oh, that's, that's what it was. Right. OJ, Ray Lewis, same thing. They both killed somebody. Whatever. <laughs> Allegedly. Well, no. Allegedly. In both cases. I think we're good there. Um, <laughs> Alex Collins, Kenyon Drake, Darius Geis. Rank them. Tell me where you'd take them. 
This is tough. I mean, they're all they're all going at the same around the same time, third to fourth round. Uh, Kenyon Drake was fantastic last year. I see absolutely no reason why he doesn't have another big season. Injury. Uh, true, that could happen. But uh, Alex Collins is a plotter. The only thing that okay, so so I'm going Kenyon Drake one, Darius Geis two, and Alex Collins three. I'm going. The, ex- I'm going Geis Drake Collins. Go Perfect. Ahead. That's why. That's why you're going to be in the basement of our league this year. We'll but um, I'm not going to draft any of them. I, I'm, I'm I probably the won't pick <laughs> of a 14 league. Like, well, right. there's no way that I'm taking them in the third round. And none. Of, well, right. One of them might be around in the fourth, but I have other priorities. Right. I agree. Uh, I don't. I don't see myself taking any of them unless they're they're there way late. The reason why I am concerned about Alex Collins is because uh, um, Bernard Pierce could potentially have some sort of role for the Ravens this year. I liked Collins last year. He had about four and a half yard per carry um, average. And he was a good player. He was solid, not fantastic. Seems like one of those guys who will just be in the league for two to three years. And then like, kind of like a Ben Jarvis Green Ellis where he's he's good enough to get by and then he's going to fade away into the, into the darkness. Now, Darius Geis is very interesting because we, we all know he fell in the draft and for – Unreported reasons. Uh, we have a few. No, reported. No. He got into a fight with the Eagles staff. Right. That's that's one of the reported reasons. But there's also unreported reasons that we can talk about offline. Um, well, I mean, but, let, let's just say that like he's rubbed GMs the wrong way. Yes. But every player that's been around him basically gives him kind of the infectious personality. Right. You know, kind of Odell Beckham feel. So, sure. Uh, I don't know. That's that to me is a little bit millennials versus old guard, and it is what it is. <laughs> I like his opportunity in Washington. I really do. I think he's got obviously more value in a dynasty format than a redraft format. But we have seen uh, the last two years running backs really excel as rookies. So I wouldn't be shocked if he, you know, put up RB two numbers. He's a top twenty guy See, in the season. Here, here's my feeling. I, I feel like Alex Collins like is probably going to get picked. Bo- before and it'll maybe go Collins, Drake, Geis. I don't think Drake's healthy. One, um, I'd probably take Gio Bernard over Drake. Um, to be wow. honest, I think James okay. White has a better role than than Kenyon Drake because I just don't know what the. I think Miami's going to be an absolute dumpster fire. I think Arizona's going to be a dumpster fire. Like there's certain teams that I that I just don't trust. I think Baltimore has the potential to be, and then Lamar Jackson comes in, and then the whole dynamic changes, and I don't think Alex Collins catches the ball. I think Buck Allen still has a kind of quasi-role there. Um, They still like these guys, and they like to just keep running all these different ones out there just like they did last year. And the guy, you know, he's not going to catch a ton of balls, but I think Geis is just going to win over Gruden because of how he plays. He's got that Gruden-type mentality. Um, and then you get Chris Thompson back. Those nice dynamic duo there. I think Geis is what they wanted P. Ryan to be, and he just categorically isn't. I think Rob Kelly probably gets pinched or cut. And, uh, yeah, those three, I, I, I like Geis. I just the younger legs. And those guys have proven inconsistency. Geis hasn't proven that yet, so I'll take the risk there in the you know fifth, sixth round, 60-plus pick. See, right. I think the problem is you're not going to get them in the fifth you're, or sixth you're, you're round. You're probably right. Well, I mean, I think – well, you're telling me all three of those guys are going in the top 60, though? I, th- I think all three of those guys are probably gone in the top 40, to be honest. Maybe, maybe not in our uh, league. You can't do that. There, there's league... 12 wide receivers. There's 15 other running backs, and you're still getting two, three tight ends and, and two, three quarterbacks. Hey, I've done the mocks. Okay, I've done the mocks. Yeah, but your mocks don't factor in Dan Schreck. <laughs> and, J- and Jerry Burst is dumbass. <laughs> 
That's true. Let's move on to the next one. All right. Amari Cooper fits Alshon, who you like. Not They're not all completely comparable, but I've got a contrarian pay, take here that I think is going to go against what you're thinking. Sure. So uh, I wrote in the article over at NEGpodcast.com some early – uh, draft thoughts. The problem is with Fitz is last year he was a value at the end of the third round. This year he's be, he's being drafted you know, almost in the top 20. And um, he's usually going to probably fall in our draft around 25, 26, 27. And I feel like that's just way too early for him just because Arians is gone and the quarterback situation is is not ideal in, in Arizona. Now, if Bradford can stay healthy, then Fitz has a chance to to repeat 100 catches. But I'm not sold on that. So I do like Alshon, probably number one out of this crew, even though I, I said the Raiders are going to turn it around. Um, reason being, he's just he's the alpha wide receiver on that offense. Uh, you know, he, he didn't have over 90 yards in, like, any game, and he hasn't had it in, like, two years. Right, right. Or 96 he, he, or something like also, that. But he's, all, he's also a red zone threat. He, so. He's a touchdown monster. I, I exactly. And and they're going to chuck it again this year. I think Wentz will be healthy week one. If he's not, Foles has shown that he's comfortable in this offense. Um, so I like Alshon number one just because I think he's got the touchdown potential. Amari, Amari I think, turns it around. He's not going to be as bad as he was last year. But I'm not sure that he's this stud wide receiver one that we think he was. Uh, coming out of of Alabama, he he's never had really more than eighty catches, thousand uh, to eleven hundred yards. Uh, I'm not sure the touchdown count, but it you know it's not double digit touchdowns like Odell. So uh, I think the touchdowns pushes um, Elshon over the top for me. The catches potential for Fitz at about hundred catches if that offense can get going uh, makes me like him second, and then I'm going to go with Amari third. So Fitz was my three last year. Of course, Allen Robinson was my my two at AJ Green one. So. Fitz became my de facto to helped me make the playoffs with you know a congrats brutal team four out of the last five years might add you uh, but just you know just willing my team to victory um, yep. and now I mean this year I'm 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 all I'm just primed at the three spot to just you know exude further dominance uh, I, <laughs> I here's where I am I hate Gruden but I quasi love Amari Cooper and it's mostly because I think Jordy's old. I think this turns in, turns into a force him the ball situation. Every obstacle, like everything, is just getting and in, in figured to get him the ball. Martavius right. is kind of a field stretcher, um, but that that guy's a four catch, fifty four yards touchdown type guy. Right. That's his impact. It's just kind of how he fits. I like or two Cooper. catches, eighty yards and a touchdown. That's a, I like Cooper. I like Alshon for the red zone, but. If he didn't get touchdowns, you got a problem there because you're looking at a four for 34 a, a lot of those weeks sometimes. Fitz, yep. I just don't know. I don't trust. And, again, I, I think that team's garbage. It's going to be curious to see how that plays out with him. That said, he always has a way. He could be someone that over the next three weeks starts sliding back in the drafts because teams start to get hip to how bad Arizona looks. Right. Um, so that's something to really watch. That dovetails into what I would say would be the next grouping or tier of receivers, Juju, Cooks, Marvin Jones. Where do you see those three in a ranking So, So Marvin Jones, again, is one of those guys, and I'm not saying this is the right mentality, but he's one of those guys where somebody else drafts him, and I'm, I'm happy. I, I come out on top of that because I, 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 I – 
Just you don't weren't want to last year, Marvin Jones. You weren't last. Did you make playoffs last year? No, I sucked last year. I, I well, you know why? Because Marvin Jones finished like seventh or eighth. I know, I know, but he's one of those guys where I just don't trust because if you look at his numbers, he's not consistent. He has big games, and that's my issue with Marvin Jones. He has a two hundred yard game with two touchdowns, and the next game is a dud. And it's also, I you know, and last year was his breakout season. It, it, it was, uh, and I and I agree. If if you're gonna take, he's just one of those guys where I've planted my flag in him. I just don't trust him. And and don't bring up last year. I was still drunk when we were drafting, and I, I oh god, it's well documented. Cry me a first river. first time in six years I didn't make the playoffs. My bad, Sean. Uh, All time wins leader in league history percentage wise. So Why whatever. Don't you blow um, yourself. So <laughs> so in this scenario, I would probably go Juju Cooks and Marvin Jones. I still think Cooks has a good year. I see, he's going to go with his normal sixty five catches, eleven hundred yards, and and eight touchdowns. I expect that in the Rams offense. I think it's cheap to say Sammy Watkins struggled, so Cooks is going to struggle. I think that's stupid. See, um, here's but, a sneaky thing. I think Sammy Watkins Watkins. Is going to have a good year this year. I do too, and maybe better than Cooks. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing with Sam. You remember he didn't get to to L. A. last year until I think week three in the right. preseason, and he was still coming back from that foot injury. So I don't. I you know, I wouldn't have paid him the money he got. Just I would have tried to give him a one year prove a deal, kind of like what Alshon got last year. But you know, the the Chiefs decided to pay him, and I think he's going to have a very good year with the Chiefs if Patrick Mahomes is able to get on the ball. And that's you know that'll be a different story for a different day. But if you look at Juju's numbers, he came out of absolutely nowhere last year because everybody thought Martavis would still be the number two guy, um, and Juju almost finished with a thousand yards as a rookie. Now the problem is 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 they're bunched together, kind of like my issue with Marvin Jones. They he just had a few big games and he struggled, and he had a few big games. Now, as a rookie, that's expected. I think, and I'm I'm confident he'll take that step forward in Pittsburgh this year as a second. See, I don't player. think it's up to I'll, Juju. I think it's up to Ben. Ben Ben has no, but, to continue to trust him. Right, but here's the problem: no matter what, he's still the third option in the passing game, and Antonio Brown's going to get ten get ten targets minimum, and Le'Veon Bell will get ten targets minimum. So. There's not a ton to go around for Juju. And they brought in James Washington, second-round pick this year. So there's still a lot of mouths to feed, but I just I trust the talent in Pittsburgh. I think that offense is just going to continue to be you know, high-scoring. And if that's the case, then I think Juju has high-end wide receiver two numbers, and I like him as out of this trio. I like Juju. I go Jones. I'm a little sour on Cooks. Um, so where do you think Cooks finishes this year? Like, See, I don't, I don't know where like these wide receiver numbers. I, I, I would say, what? Give me what you think his numbers are, and I'll tell you where I would probably so throw. So you, you, you weren't listening to me, but uh, oh, 65 you said sixty-five and something else, eleven hundred and like eight you touchdowns. ramble. Well, listen to me. Sixty-five. I'm gonna 1100, say eight touchdowns. Under, under, under. So he's never, he's never finished with. Less than mid sixty receptions. Yeah, he's, yeah. Dude, he had he's always had over a thousand yards. Drew Brees and Tom Brady. Now he's got Jared Goff, and he's got McVay in an offense that deliberately spreads it around. And, and McVay, he's and, got, McVay and worse, <laughs> worst of all, he got paid. But, but see, I hate that the he way that paid. Jarvis Landry, the way that Jarvis, Jarvis Landry got paid, but he he's okay I, with it because I, I saw think it. that Brandon. Brandon I, Cooks I is not one of those guys that, who... Jarvis Landry tweeted out like two months ago, put that on my mama. You think right. he's messing around <laughs> this year? He said, put that on my mama. 
Brandon Cooks is one of those guys that I don't think is Brandon Cooks uh, is a midget bitch. Hang him up. Screw him. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I don't believe it. I know you don't believe it. You have 15 seconds to give me a valid reason why you take a, a QB in the first three rounds in a 12-team draft. I'll stretch it to 14, but I know what you're going to make with the 14 draft, but in a 12, 12-team draft. Go. I would take Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers in the first three rounds because both those guys can put up five touchdowns in one game more than one time throughout the year and win you a, and win you a game themselves. Do you believe that? No, I I, I don't. I, I believe that they can do it. I wouldn't have thrown Tom Brady in with Rodgers. I'd give. I, I may have like. I'll, I I understand your point with Rodgers. I don't with Brady. I think those days are are behind him. Mm, I mean, he finishes like the number. They, they, three they got three running year. backs. I think it doesn't Belichick's matter. And they, trying and they to throw find the ways ball, to slow games down because this defense sucks. Yeah, that's true. But they throw the ball to running backs, and they're going to be down, and they're going to have to come from behind because the defense sucks. And you know, Rex Burkett catches the ball. So they Michelle can the ball, do a vanilla James game plan and not have to try. Yeah, no, I get that, but I, I still think Brady is going to be a top five quarterback. But the the point is, you know, okay, if you want to say Carson Wentz, if he's healthy. Those guys, him and Rodgers, can put up five touchdowns in one game, and that's one leagues before. What's one games before? I just this year I can't do that. And you know, going back to last year, I took Brady in the third round. I thought he was going to have such a great season with Brandon Cooks. It didn't work out that way, and I went against my draft strategy, which is always load up on running backs and wide receivers, and then fifth, sixth, seventh round take a guy. I've I cursed his name so many times last year, but I took Cam Newton late last year, and he won me three championships in three different leagues because I got him in the seventh, eighth round, and he put up top ten quarterback numbers. So I think there's so many guys that you can get. I mean, Phillip Rivers is available after the 100th pick. Um, Jared Goff, Matt Ryan. Uh, if you trust in Pat Mahomes, I'm not sure if I do, but he's a guy that you can get late. Jimmy G um, late. You can take two ben or three guys. Late. You could take yes. two guys late and just mix and match. Right. So there's I think enough that's, shitty teams. There, there are, and that, and that's that's my strategy going into the season. And you, there's you, always going to be guys. You basically. So what what I'm hearing? Where are you drafted again? What's your third round number on that? My third round number will be pick uh, 33. You don't want Aaron Rodgers there at 33. I want him, but I'm not going to take him. I, I, have take a po- I, I have a post-it note that says no quarterbacks in the fifth round, no matter what. You have, a, you have another post-it so, this note that says don't touch men, but you do. Yeah, but that's that's only when I'm drinking Labatt Blue Lights. So. <laughs> and Rosé. <laughs> Rosé Cider. Get it right. Oh, that's right. You're out there in the uppity-ness. You're over by yeah, Nantucket I, I, with your port, Portnoy boy. Right, right, yeah. Um, no, I I mean, do I want to take Aaron Rodgers in the third round? Yes. But what's smarter? Take Aaron Rodgers in the third round and then, you know, draft uh, your wide receiver two in the fifth round and you're getting a guy well, hey, like – So here, I, I, I agree with you fundamentally. I told you to argue the point. My, my feeling, I haven't looked at a damn mock draft. I'd rather be looking at a quarterback in fifth, sixth, seventh round that's, you know, Matt Ryan, Mariota, some of these guys that have had bad years that are in the late 90s, Aaron Drew Luck. Um, there's countless ones other than the top three or four. Um, I just don't want to mess with. Let that run start. Let it kind of get a little momentum because I know what I don't want to be doing. I don't want to be picking up running backs and receivers, skill position in the – 
sixth, seventh, and eighth round that have to right. be starters, and because those are all flyer areas. Yes, that's the yes. post Darius guys, even post Kenyon Drake, post Alex Collins area, and that is got to be a wasteland. Again, right. I have not been. I got three weeks to go on this. I got to get my shit together. Two yeah, weeks to go, up. but. I, that to me feels like it would probably be a wasteland without looking not at I, it. It's not ideal. It, it's not, and, and your boy, actually, the guy that you like, is available in that in that round. So maybe you you won't mind it. But Gio Bernard's going uh, after the hundredth pick as well. So um, yeah, but, but sure. he and Chris Thompson, those are RB threes and a two running yep. back. Like those are your plug and play guys. Somebody's dinged up. Okay, they come in. They're going to get five catches. They just they hold water for you. Right. I want I want my two running backs to be, you know, guys that can go out and give me twenty plus. Exactly. Especially I if agree. I'm picking at three. Right. Hundred percent. Okay. Carolina Panthers will shift gears to a totally different random team. Who is the who has the biggest stat line between the wide receivers and tight ends? I do not want to hear a running back even if he's catching the ball. <laughs> so wide receivers, tight ends, you know who they are. Give me one of them. I'm gonna go with Devin Funchess, and I got, I don't think he's very good. I don't know I if just, this is a good thing because like that was the one guy that I actually felt like. So <laughs> this is either good for both of us, or right, I'm right. gonna come down to your level, or you're gonna come up to mine from last year. <laughs> I just think with 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 Cam Newton, uh, he needs a big body receiver. The reason why Kelvin Benjamin was actually pretty decent in Carolina when he's healthy and not fat. Uh, he needs a big body receiver with a wide catch radius that can get the ball because he's so incredibly inaccurate. And that's what a guy like um, uh, Devin Funches can do. That's what he brings to the team. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's it's clear cut. I mean, I want to say Greg Olson, but I just don't trust him to be 100% this year. Uh, older guy coming off a foot injury. It's It's tough to trust him right now. Okay, uh, we're we're in line there. I, I can't uh, fault that. Um, I did find it fascinating that Greg Olson wants a new contract, and Delaney Walker actually got a new contract yeah. today, which is two, just two more years for Delaney. So Unreal. bizarre when you've got Jonu Smith and you've got Corey Davis, and you've got an offense that should be kind of fast and vibrant, right. and you still right. keep this plotter that Mariota, in my eyes, has too much of a reliance on. It's a little old Jason Witten corollary here, so. That, that's something to watch uh, or something to be concerned with if, if you're looking at the Titans at all. Okay, Green Bay running backs, who's the one that you want the first half of the year and who's the one that you want at the back end of the year? And obviously Aaron Jones suspended the first two games. Right. I, I think that um, – I think Jamal, Jamal Williams is the better player. Uh, however, I'm going to pivot a little bit here. I think the guy that I want in Green Bay is still Ty Montgomery. He He's going to be more effective – Week one through week 16 as a pass catching back. I think now they say, okay, Williams and Jones can handle all the early down work between the tackles work. Ty Montgomery couldn't handle that last year, got hurt. But he's still a, a pretty good threat out of the backfield. And I don't. I wouldn't be shocked if he had 80 catches in, in the, the Packers offense. So my guy is definitely going to be um, Ty Montgomery. I'm going to say Aaron Jones. I think they're still going to spread around, but I think when later in the season comes and they got to find ways mm-hmm. to run the ball in some different sets, I think he's their dynamic guy. I think he's the guy that maybe Rodgers trusts the most. It's going to be fascinating with Green Bay, as it always is, because they continue to find ways to stink throughout the season and waste the press <laughs> right. away. An right. elite, elite quarterback. You watch some of the, the, the 22 stuff, the stuff that gets thrown on YouTube, the, just across the Internet. 
Aaron Rodgers, season in and season out, does stuff that physically no other quarterback does. And he's other than Elway, and he's just flat out, in my opinion, just better than Elway as far as what he does in this day and age versus what Elway just out-athleted guys back then because he was so ahead of the curve. Rodgers doesn't do that. He just – it's a combination of that, just moxie – and smarts, and I mean, how's McCarthy going to just botch it up again? Is is going to be another fascinating <laughs> thing to play out. Um, yeah. Okay, so we'll jump off that a little bit. Uh, let's go into and shift gears. We got about what five minutes here or so. Uh, yeah. Sleepers, Luke, you give me one. I'll kind of come back around and give you uh, one of my own. Sure. Uh, I mentioned this guy earlier on when talking about the Patriots. Uh, I like Jordan Matthews as a late-round pick. I think he's going to offer plenty of early-season value manning the slot with Elderman on the suspension. Um, first four weeks, you figure he could easily give you 32 catches for just under 400 yards, probably closer to like 350 with, I'd say, about four touchdowns. Okay, I'll counter Richard Matthews, wide receiver, uh, kind of playing in the same area. We'll stick with the Matthews theme. Uh, he's dinged up a little bit right now, but actually I think it'll work to his benefit if you're thinking or looking at guys. He's the perfect wide receiver three, even a wide receiver four with where he's kind of going. He's yep. probably, what, hundreds? I mean, last year he was like 120, and then here he is in the top 15 again. Like He just continues to produce. Right. Corey Davis has got to be going, what, rounds and rounds ahead of him. Uh, we yeah. got to think Delaney Walker gets picked. All the, there's all these guys, and then he, that guy's just hanging out there. And it's like I had him last year, and it's kind of like that was a nice little ride there. So uh, he's someone that I'll kind of certainly keep an eye on. A guy that I like this year, and I think he'll finally be worth his ADP, is Randall Cobb. We talked about the Packers. Uh, Jordy Nelson's gone. That was 8 to 10 targets a game. We expect Randall Cobb to have that that that. 1,300-yard season, I think 12 touchdowns back in 2013, I believe it was. And he never has turned back into the guy after he got paid. Injuries, just maybe not being as into it, maybe because he got paid, I'm not sure. But this is finally a year that his ADP has, has gone down to the 9,200 uh, range, and I think that he has an opportunity to finish as a wide receiver two this year and finally be a return on an investment at that ADP. Dynasty QB Matt Ryan. Oh, I like a bounce back this year. I think. Yeah, because you got him. I do. Well, that that, that <laughs> and I'm, if he shows up, we're back. If he doesn't, then we're pissed off again. But uh, I, something just Sark drove me crazy, as I well documented throughout the season, as well as the Monday Night Man. We're a dynasty mm-hmm. team together. I just I like the Ridley. They got, you know, Coleman's going to be gone. They'll use him. But, like, it just it feels right. I also think Cam, though, could, too. I think I think Cam's primed. But I think Cam probably – he seems like the hype train's in full. Um, so, yeah, I, I could yep. be wrong on that. But um, I think Cam probably bounces back. But Cam's always going to get overdrafted. It always feels that way. So, I don't think he's worth the risk. I think you can hold off and get Matt Ryan. And you might not get MVP Matt Ryan from two years ago. But if you middle – Last year in the MVP, you basically have a plus Matt Stafford, and you probably you know are getting Matt Ryan in the hundreds or so. No, I agree 100%. Uh, he was one of those guys who I would always – like. it was always him or Tony Romo that I try to take every year. And they 
they always just have that dirtiness to their name, and you never wanted to draft them. But I get them in the sixth, seventh round, and they put up top ten numbers. They're so. on TV a lot. It just yep. you get to watch them. It, it, yep. And that was always with me. I couldn't get the rivers. I, I never right. got rivers because <laughs> I didn't really watch him. But I always wished I had him, and I always, whenever I watched him, it seemed like I was playing against him, which just further pissed yeah. me off. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna shift. I'm gonna shift. Bust, Luke. Give me okay. a bust or two. So my number one bust is Joe Mixon in dynasty, in redraft formats, in daily formats, in any single format. And it's not that I don't trust the player. I just I, I trust hashtag math. Shout out Nick and Akron. You had. Five running backs last year that were awesome, um, and then Mixon is just the odd man out. They're just it, somebody is always a bust, and I just have a feeling. Where, where do you have him going? I guess um, third round in in redraft leagues. So top thirty, you don't like him? No, I don't. I wouldn't take him uh, if he's there at like forty or fifty. Then I would absolutely consider it, but. I don't expect him to be there in any league, so I'd have to see who he'd be comped against. I, I don't. I don't disagree with the top thirty, though. Um, that that's interesting. Yeah. Now, what about what about a guy like Jarek McKinnon, who's going as a second round? Pick? Uh, here, here's my feeling. I th- actually, I would rather have Mixon. I think Jer- Jarek McKinnon got paid, and I would much, much. If you have McKinnon, you have you have half half to take Breida. Two rounds ahead, and you have to take him when you haven't filled out your roster. And I'll tell you why. McKinnon, this is this is Kenyon Drake, almost played out even worse. He will be injured. He gets dinged yes. up. He runs. He's always been that way. He's always he'll be a late scratch. There's a reason why everybody had that's had McKinnon or the Vikings running back. Who'd they have? Matt Asiata, and no one wants <laughs> God, to ride that Matt so. Asiata train anymore oh. because people had it. And the only time he got redemption was the one time he had like four carries, eighteen yards, and three touchdowns. I think I think you're being a little bit generous with eighteen yards. I think it was yeah, like ten it, it yards. May, <laughs> you, I, you could be right. So um, brutal. I, I I do not trust him at all. Um, and I know he's probably a second or third uh, pay, highest paid yeah. running back, which is you know, fascinating in and of itself. Right. Yeah. And the thing too is, but the the one thing you know, he got paid this year. But they have an out with that contract, and if he sucks this year, then get out of it. That's not a problem. So, uh, you know, hopefully he's motivated by that, and he he tries to turn it around and, and earn the rest of the contract. But it was just it was such a big contract that I just there's no way he's going to live up. And and everybody's pushing the Shanahan uh, offense and how he's going to excel in that. And he is super athletic. I mean, don't get me wrong. He he was uh, a combine all star. It's just he was so inefficient last year. He's always been inefficient. Like you said, he's always banged up. I'm staying away from Jarek McKinnon in the second round. So I get uh, – I, I again, I don't know where these guys are going, so it's tough for me to say that. I think <laughs> I, I, I would probably say Marshawn with Gruden is probably still, although he may have crept because I'm hearing a little bit of Doug Martin, and those would both X each other out of just do not touch with the 10-foot pole. Um, yeah, Marsha, Marshawn and, and Doug Martin are – they're going – I don't even know when they're going. I mean, I'm not. I don't. I think Doug Martin's honestly he's going undrafted right now. Marshawn's just a late flyer okay. at this point. I think that if if you want to take him, I, I wouldn't target target either guy just because. You know, oof, Here, here's brutal. here's two more. I I think I don't trust rookies entirely. I don't like Royce Freeman yet. I don't like Ronald yep. Jones yet. And there was another running back. He was a rookie last. Uh, Marlon Mack. 
this Bro, is where man, I go yeah. the other way. They took two rookie running backs. That signals to me they thought there were some deficiencies there. Hines has mm-hmm. a certain set of skills. Wilkins has a totally different set of skills. Mack falls somewhere in the middle, which leads me to believe if they trusted Mack so much, they wouldn't have wasted two people to what was supposedly kind of a middle of, of those in Mac. So right. that'll be interesting to uh, to watch play out. But those are a few more names just to watch. And, again, we're saying this now. We haven't seen them play yet. We get into preseason. We could start flipping back around on these or, you know, the old I was wrong. Uh, I don't like Crowell for the Jets. Um, just, you know, quite a bit of things to, to watch. There's a lot of running back by committee set up this year. Browns, um, you know, and we touched on Indy. I think Green Bay, Detroit is that same way. They're all at the running back position. So um, a lot of things still need to shake out. Before we close it out, Sean, what do you think about a guy like Devontae Adams? I, I Is Aaron Rodgers playing 16 games? Hopefully. Then Devontae <laughs> Adams is a top five receiver. I don't Top five? I don't okay. think there's, there's any scenario that he won't be. When you look when they when he plays, even when he didn't play, like Devontae Adams was became the one and took it and yep. he was beating ones. One DBs and corners, he was beating them. I think the only matchup you have to watch is is the Minnesota one, but I think Rhodes stays on one side and they move Adams around. This is where I'll give McCarthy credit. They move him around and put him in spots. I think Geronimo Allen's, Allison's a nice little piece, kind of a bigger guy, rangier. And if Cobb plays, see, Green Bay's got to be healthy, and these guys are going to get numbers just by being right. on the field. Because Rodgers sure. is throwing for, for 45 at least. So who the hell is he going to throw to? He's not going to throw to Jimmy Grammaton. Right. I agree. I agree. You know, and, and Graham, I'm not sold on being a, a good option. So do you ask there, the so. question because you're maybe a little leery? I'm torn on him. I, I just don't know if I trust him yet as my wide receiver one, where she's being drafted oh, early second uh, round. See, I don't, he's a wide receiver one. I mean, he's yeah. not Michael Thomas, Julio, Odell, uh, yeah. Antonio, but, like, he's – I mean, he's right in that next – he's leading the charge of the next wave. I just think that he, you know, PFF, pro football focus. Him and uh, Keenan Allen, I think Hopkins regresses probably a little bit. I think he has to, yeah. I think Kareem Hunt is have has bust all over him. Oh, that's that's bold. That's a bold statement. I, 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 mean, I, think I, I know Nick Burton. I think Mahomes is going to struggle. Okay. I mean, yeah, it could happen. I just think Andy Reid's offense is always I do, but I think, I think what he's added is Tyreek may flourish, but you need to be a big-time deep ball thrower. For yep. Sammy, and I don't know that Mahomes has proven that. I could be dead wrong. I think he's going to throw at the spots, but I, I, I would, I'd crowd the box and see if he can accurately beat me over the top. Sure, we'll see. We'll see how it plays out. You know that offense is definitely an offense in transition. Um, but uh, I think we had a good, good starting conversation, Sean. Uh, you know, moving forward in in the draft season in the summer, we'll definitely get into more draft prep as as things kind of shake out. You know based on how the preseason works out with injuries and how guys flash in, in preseason games or, or struggle in preseason games, um, you know, we'll be able to give you a, a pretty good um, solid hot takes, clean takes. Two, three days into practice, Josh Allen can't hit the broad side of the barn. So <laughs> I've wrapped every, every draft pot up with no matter what, not Josh Allen. I'm just saying I'm so thankful, not Josh Allen. And every time Baker makes a sweet throw and I get a text from the Monday Night Man saying, man, he's better than I thought, 
I'm, I'm a happy, happy camper. Hashtag we were right. So, um, but yeah, just the beginning of the fantasy football content, the football content you're going to get from Never Ending Glory podcast over the next six, seven, eight months. Um, we're going to keep it rolling. Uh, I will also be producing the Patriot Way pro- podcast that I'm sure Sean will be a, an avid listener of each week. <laughs> each week talking Patriots. Uh, had a lot of good feedback from the, the first episode after the yeah, draft. All, all so 15 Bostonians. I'll take it. There's 15 five-star and a couple, reviews. A couple so. Croats, right? <laughs> oh, one <laughs> other thing to note, i gotta, I got to get props to, to, to Farky Faves because he actually called the, the Corbett or Corbett pick for Nevada in the second round for the Browns mm-hmm. when we were doing True. the draft and everything. I don't know if all that stuff went out, but, uh, yeah, big big props to uh, to him for that. And now we've making up a kinship with the moms. So um, <laughs> we're, we're just all over these Nevada boys. And I know Rue, you know, honks off the Bintonia. So, uh, you know, the Wolfpack. Wolfpack's about to get yes. together for the college pot coming up too. Can't wait. Yeah, college pot will be coming out. You'll be running that. With uh, Nick and Akron, Memphis, Matt, and uh, that whole crew. So looking forward to that. Farky and talk faves. about the we're going to try and get about, we're trying to get Tweety Dimes for Farky Faves oh. and Nick and Akron. <laughs> and we're talking about uh, the MLB podcast coming back with no, Jay. So there's no way Reggie's going to do that. There's, He's going to bring talks. that Twitter back. I think. Okay. Well, he was telling me about some podcasts, so we'll see. We'll see. But uh, anyways, Sean, good talk tonight. Uh, Everybody, be sure to follow us on Twitter at Glory Podcast, on Facebook, Never Any Glory Podcast, negpodcast.com for everything fantasy football, sports, whatever related, whatever I feel like writing about, whatever other people feel like writing about. And uh, we'll definitely, we got the draft coming up here in about two weeks. So, uh, shenanigans will be running amok. So, uh, looking forward to talking about that. But good stuff tonight, Sean. Looking forward to talking to you next week as we uh, continue on with the fantasy football content. So we'll talk to you guys later. Later.